bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Erica. And it's misogynist of the week time, Erica. So I just sent you the link to this week's misogynist of the week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm totally, yeah. I've seen this story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah. And so the misogynist of the week is the Chinese government? Question mark? Maybe? Uh, Chinese foreign ministry? Maybe? Maybe. Anyway, we'll just go with the whole government. I feel like we're going to, I feel like we cannot enter China after this. So if you're wondering what the fuck we're on about, one of the China's biggest, most recognizable tennis stars, Peng Shui, a former number one ranked tennis star, has uh, not been seen in public since she accused former bright vice premier Zhang Gaoli of coercing her into sex in his home three years ago. Mm. On November 2nd, Peng Shui posted on Weibo, the China like China's Twitter like platform, uh, that she had been sexually assaulted or coerced into sex. And it was deleted within 30 minutes of publication with Chinese censors moving swiftly to wipe out any mention of the accusation online. Her Weibo account, which has more than half a million followers, is still blocked from searchers on the platform. And so, you know, we're recording this on November 19th. And again, she hasn't been seen in public. She hasn't been heard from. Um, The China's foreign ministry, a spokesperson, Zhao Lijian told reporters that the matter was, quote, not a diplomatic question, and I'm not aware of the situation. Man, that is Biggs. I do not know this girl vibe. Like, Mariah carried the shit out of that. Wow. Yeah. So um, Peng Shui is a 35-year-old former top-ranked player in women's doubles, and she Uh, won titles at Wimbledon in 2013 and the French Open in 2014. She's also participated in three Olympics. So that really emphasizes her disappearance because uh, Beijing set to host the Winter Olympics starting in February. Awkward. Awkward. Uh, And so um, a spokesperson for the UN Human Rights Office in Geneva said that They were calling for an investigation with full transparency into her allegation of sexual assault, which is great. And then the spokesperson continued saying, quote, and I think we would say that should be the case into all allegations of sexual assault. It's really important to ensure accountability, to ensure justice for the victims. You know, it's a really dicey situation because China seems to think that they're special in instances like this and they can you know disappear people well i mean (laughs) i mean latin america knows that very well yeah and they know it with the help of the cia so there's Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah oh 
Oh, China definitely thinks that China can disappear people because China does it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like they think it, they do it. Yeah. Um, and then Steve Simon, the chairman and CEO of the Women's Tennis Association, questioned the authenticity of what a Chinese state media outlet said this week was an email intended for him in which Peng said that she was safe and that the assault allegation was untrue. Because we believe that. Why would we want like I, the fact that they thought that would be a thing people would believe is hilarious to me. It's like, I'm like, oh my gosh, you really think we're dumb? Mm-hmm. We know spin when we see spin, okay? Yeah. Because yeah. like, <laughs> we, they, they've been trying to sell us stuff since we were in, since we were babies. As soon as we come out of the birth canal in North America, they're always mm-hmm. trying to sell you shit, okay? So yeah. we know what a sales pitch looks like and sounds like, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we know, like, when we hear, and we hear bullshit from our elected leaders all the time, like, half of us don't even believe them. We shouldn't, actually. Yeah. But what's killing me is that, is that I'm just like, she, like, like they're disappearing her. Like, mm-hmm. in a sense, I think it's the audacity to me. That's just frightening. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And so the WTA, WTA's statement continued and said, basically, this raises concerns as to her safety and her whereabouts. I have a hard time believing that Peng Shui actually wrote the email we received or believes what is being attributed to her. It then went on to say Peng Shui must be allowed to speak freely without coercion or intimidation from any source. Her allegation of sexual assault must be respected, investigated with full transparency and without censorship. And so the alleged email was released by an outlet called CGTN, only Mm -hmm. in English, and domestic Chinese media have not reported on this alleged email even though Peng is a household name in China. And so even Chinese citizens aren't being given the whole quote-unquote truth Mm -hmm. if this is quote-unquote true. Did she not write a post at some point? No, it's the original post I probably have that she posted on Weibo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been translated, but wow, it's I, I'll include it in show notes, but my goodness, I yay, yay, yay. Has China really had its Me Too moment? Do you think it would? And is this just yet another what could be a femicide that may fuel that? Have they had their Me Too moment? No. Mm-hmm. Are they capable of having a Me Too moment? I'm going to go with probably no. Mm-hmm. Only because for because everything's so state controlled, um, I think it's difficult, particularly when we're talking when a lot of the things that have been talked about in Western countries in terms of the Me Too movement have been very high profile. Mm-hmm. And so things may be happening at, you know, at a more local um, level, local level. Mm-hmm. But that we wouldn't know about. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of like a high profile Me Too situation, no. Should they probably? Yes. And it, the, 
the state run media of it all just really adds an extra layer of complexity because the Chinese government just had Weibo delete posts, Mm -hmm. you know, that they're just so entwined and ingrained Mm -hmm. in the social media and in the news media that there's no organic way for these discussions to be had, Mm -hmm. especially when the way you and I talk about sexual assault and me too in power. And I'm sure like, oh my gosh, I don't remember. This is like um, when Oscar Pretorian, Pretorius? Pistorius. Pistorius. <laughs> you know why shit it is. Okay. Um, when his girlfriend, when he murdered his girlfriend, like I haven't, I haven't heard a story that has like, there's certain femicides that just grip you. Mine have more to do with police killing black women or whatever. But mm. anyway, but like, this is one of those that where you're just like, oh my God. And the fact that it has to do with a Chinese state official and that it's state sanctioned, it's just looking more like Mohammed bin Salman situation rather mm. than, oops, like we don't know where she is, you know? So, so that's my other question is that, you know, when typically the killing of women by men is because for being women is femicide. Does this situation necessarily meet that definition, given that it could be a state-sanctioned femicide or kidnapping or... Why can't it be both? I'm just just asking questions. (laughs) No, but but seriously, like, we don't really know. She could be alive. And if she is, fantastic, amazing. I love that. Um, Depends. (laughs) But... I yeah. mean, is she alive in a, a work camp? Yeah, exactly. I mean, she could very well be alive. I mean, I'm not saying that they, I guess, I guess maybe I did say that, but I'm not saying that they killed her. I'm just saying that she's disappeared. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's even worse because you don't know. And the question, I guess, is will we ever really know? No, we won't really know. That's the thing. No, it's like, even with, you were listening to the daily in the early part of the pandemic and they were talking about the Uyghurs genocide and people who were being sent to work camps to because they were Muslim Chinese people and they were basically being sent to these camps so that they would no longer be Muslim and they accepted the communist party's belief system people who spoke about that again, were disappeared. Yeah. So it's just a pattern of behavior for people who dissent. Yes. So, oh, I see. So you're like, okay, so the intention may not be a femicide, but the outcome is a femicide. Mm. Because, and then you, and then, so then like the daily would have people return from the work camps and they'd talk to their family and the family would be like, oh, like how, how are you doing? Whatever. And even though these people were, being tortured or whatever, going through all these horrific experiences. They're like, oh, you know, uh, I'm doing fine. I'm being well taken care of. Mm-hmm. And you could just, it's just like in the movies when you can hear that someone's saying things under duress. Right. Well, of course. I mean, I feel like I listened to something on the daily like that, actually. Yeah. yeah it was, a, it was a, a, an Asian woman in, in the U.S. speaking yes. to her family back in China. 
Yeah. Or it's another one because there was an Asian man in the in around the Virginia area. Mm, yeah, that's also is that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were yeah, a couple. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there were a couple. And you're right. It was it was actually disturbing. And I think that that's what these things do. Disappearances and and like, you know, ghosting and stuff. It's it's disturbing because you don't know. Okay, ghosting is totally different. But the point is being disappeared and that that uncertainty is it's unnerving psychologically and mentally unnerving and it adds another layer of fear Mm -hmm. and with fear you can control yeah and that's the point it's power it's power basically everything we talk about is probably it's power i feel like that should be like our it's power bitches it's power i will say i think that you know it is about power by the state but I also, it's just power by, by these people, mostly men in these power structures who feel like they can do whatever they want. They can take whatever they want, just entitlement. And they're going to ah, be protected by the system. I think that you hit it right on the head. They can take what they want. They feel that they could take what they want without consequence. It's not even being owed something. It's there's like, well, I'm not going to face consequences. So I'll just do as I please. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It is not about, it's not always about like I'm owed something. It literally is. I will take what I want when I want it and, and good luck stopping me. Mm-hmm. That's literally what it is. That's like a level of entitlement. Yeah. That apparently can only be, I mean, my goodness. It's just, yeah, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Hey everyone, it's Erin. Just wanted to give you a quick update on this story. So a couple days after we recorded this episode, Peng Shui held a 30-minute video call with the president of the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, Thomas Bach. And according to the IOC, she is safe and well at her Beijing home and asked for privacy at this time. Chinese state media also published a lot of content of Peng allegedly sitting in her bedroom, video of her eating dinner with friends and her coach, and attending a tennis event. Chinese media also said that she will be making further public appearances in the coming weeks. In addition, China's state-owned broadcaster, released a statement from Peng that read more like a hostage note in which she said that her sexual assault allegation was, quote, untrue and that, quote, everything is fine. Sounds a little sus. So the photos and videos that have been released are unverified, including the statement. And of course, they've been met with widespread skepticism. And the IOC call didn't exactly satisfy Women's Tennis Association CEO Steve Simon, who threatened to pull tournaments out of China in the future and is demanding a full and proper investigation into the situation. And of course, all of this comes after the UN called for proof of Peng's safety. And so again, this comes as the Beijing Olympics are coming up in February. And so there have been calls from activists to boycott the games Lots of story left to come. Stay tuned.
All right, Erica, you know, that wasn't necessarily the most cathartic misogynist of the week we've ever done, but I think last week's was cathartic. It was very cathartic. I I felt like I needed to get that off my chest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think this is an important story that most people aren't really following and aware of. And so that's why I thought it was important to bring forward. Yeah, it's a major story in the sense that if we weren't inundated with COVID all the time, I'm looking at my timeline and I'm just like, uh, (laughs) you know what I mean? But it, it's the same when you read read stories about spy, like real life spies and how Russia tries to kill them through, you know, nerve agents and mm-hmm. all sorts of things. And you're like, that's not a real thing that happens, but it is a real thing that happens. And I think that it's important for people to just know that these are things that aren't just fiction. Like real life is like crazier than stories. It's mm-hmm. It's madness. You know what I mean? It's just terrible. It's it's wild, like just wilder. It's wild. And so like these things happen. And I think we need to get out of our naivete. I hate when people get, I hate when adults get Pollyanna on me, Mm -hmm. that, that really, I I feel like punching them in the throat because number one, you're over 40. It's not cute. Number two, it's very gendered. I find Mm -hmm. Uh, I find that women have this, do this Pollyanna deer in the headlights bullshit when you're dealing with like real issues at times. And because that's the way they've been reared as though they're not supposed to have like all the facts on. I I just, I just do not like the naivete. Like, Mm -hmm. like given that we've all been through this pandemic, we've all been through a lot of shit over the last five years. I feel like naivete is... Now I feel like you're just playing me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, become a subscriber, badbitchypodcast.substack.com for full episodes of the podcast, for special newsletters, for special interview episodes, for show notes, for a whole bunch of things, even special events. And uh, that does it for this week. We'll be back with another misogynist of the week next week. Erica, catch you later. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.